CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Buffalo Plus podcast. Mike Catalano along with Dan Fates. Please make sure to like, comment, give a rating for us. We want to know what you think. We're going to be here leading up to every Bills game and after every Bills game. And Dan and I are right now in the beautiful courtyard lobby after the game here in Miami trying to break this down what are you thinking after this loss how are you feeling about the loss they're frauds right <laughs> like, like this the season you know they're, they're just not as good as we thought when they don't have nine of their starters out there yeah no this is this was one of the weird games where I think we both left it and like I think you said it best like if the Dolphins would have lost that game that would have really been something just because of everything the Bills had stacked against them from already being without five starters, not including Trey White on defense, Mitch Morris doesn't play, and then that's just entering the game. And then the onslaught of injuries and heat-related illnesses that they had during it. Um, it while they won't make excuses, and Sean McDermott was very adamant after the game saying it wasn't too much to overcome, it was a lot. Yeah. And it really impacted Josh Allen, who put up big numbers, but they didn't get the results. Right. They didn't get in the end zone. I mean, they only scored 19 points. They didn't get the end zone as much as they normally do. 17 points by the offense. And, uh, you know, when you break down what it was like at the end of that game for the offense, I mean, you're talking about second half. You got third string center. You got Tommy Doyle, all 11 feet tall of him, playing right guard. That he's never played. And Questenberry playing at right tackle. And yep. so you're talking about backup, backup, third string guy. And then your left side stayed together. But without Mitch Morris in there, um, the offensive line does not run the same way. 
It's obvious. No, and like I said, we've always heard how much of a glue guy he is. He's also identifying protections and things like that. That was a surprise. I really thought because he came back in the last game, I thought that he would be okay. And then he comes out and pregame, I saw him. He had a compression sleeve on his right arm, and that was kind of it. And I think that was when you started to realize, like, oh, boy, like this – this may be one too many to overcome injury-wise. Yeah, and they did put up a ton of yards. Uh, I mean, Josh threw the ball 63 times. Complete, they had yeah. the ball so much in the game. They had the ball for 40 minutes, and they had opportunities. But they just, even though they made plays, Josh made some great plays on his own. Yeah. Uh, he threw, I mean, the little pass to Singletary when he went to the, the right. touch pass. Spectacular. The early pass to Isaiah was phenomenal. But they just seemed a little off. Um, Gabe Davis, I know he wasn't 100%. He's out there trying to play. He's got to catch that, that one in the end zone. It would have been a touchdown there, and he doesn't hold on to it. And even Diggs, and Diggs is awesome, but even he didn't seem right. And you said, you know, he went out a couple of times, right? Yeah, he was cramping up. He was another guy that just – I was hot on the sidelines in a short in shorts and a t-shirt and I just can't imagine it was 120 they were saying on the broadcast the the the, the field temperature um, with a helmet and shoulder pads on it, it was a lot it took the toll on them and we talked to Greg Rousseau after the game who pl- grew up here played here in my at Miami said it was probably the hottest game that he's ever played in and it, it felt like it yeah even Dawson Knox we were asking him he had to go in and get hydrated. He had to get the get an IV. The IV. And he was talking about, like, I asked him, like, do you feel it all the time? He's like, no, but when it comes, you know it's coming, and there's nothing you can do. And he's like, I did all this stuff this week. I got myself ready. He goes, yeah. what was I supposed to do, like take three IVs? I would have felt like I was, what do you say, 300, 300 pounds, pounds going out on the field yeah. because it just, it just bloats you, and it's just a different way. I know they prepare. Yes. But there's only so much preparing you can do. Yes, and I think that that goes into it. I think when we see um, Spencer Brown go out at halftime and not return, I think the first thought that most people have is, wasn't hydrating. It's like, yeah. And they all kind of said, like, you hear Dawson Knox had to leave tw- had to leave the game to go get a second IV because he said he got one pregame and then he said he got another one. He goes, he's cramping up so bad. And he goes, I was drinking pickle juice. I was I was drinking water. Like, I think it's easy to say guy wasn't hydrating. And sometimes at that level of extreme, it didn't matter what you did yeah. all week. Hey, it, it impacted the Dolphins. Yes. You know, they had guys. Uh, was it Howard that left the game? Yep. Um, and they had other guys offensive linemen like and these guys live down here yeah. and they're dealing with it all the time but that's specific to this game um what did you see from the safeties i mean what a spot they're in poyer and hyde both at the game both on the sidelines both encouraging them talking to them beforehand i from my perspective where i'm in the press box where you're we're getting more of like the all 22 yeah, yeah, yeah. look at it i thought they did a pretty good job I mean, it's, you know, they gave up the big play, and it was. And yep. that's the one you say to yourself, oh, if Poyer and Hyde are out there, maybe Correct. that doesn't. And maybe it doesn't. Correct. But um, I thought they accounted for themselves pretty well yeah. during the game. I thought the Bills' defense as a whole 
really stood up to the challenges that they had of being without Poyer Hyde. We've gotten into this podcast. We haven't even talked about Ed Oliver not playing and Jordan Phillips not playing and Dane Jackson obviously not playing. All these things. I thought the defense held their own against this offensive attack that we saw put up 35 points in a fourth quarter, thinking like, oh, this is going to be a total shootout. And it wasn't that you needed to pitch a shutout, but you just needed to keep them close, kind of yeah. contain them. And I thought they did exactly that. If you would have told me before the game that the Dolphins are only going to score 22 points, yeah, uh, they were uh, 20, 20, 21. 21 points. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she would have taken it. And by the way, what were they doing? They targeted Tyreek Hill four times in the whole game. They ran the ball as much as they threw the ball. And that was with Christian Benford also being out. Yeah. And I, I feel bad. I don't know his first name, but Ingram. Right. Undrafted out of UB. Jamarcus? That sounds about right. I think it's right. Jamarcus. Yeah. I mean, this and is a guy that he was on the practice. This is somebody that... Honestly, we try our best to keep up with everything, but this was not a guy on anybody's radar. He's a guy who transferred to UB, I think, I think so, for yeah. his final year. He's out there a lot because it was interesting to see Bentford playing special teams, running down with that big thing on his hand, Yeah, but he wasn't playing on the defensive side of the ball. So they were so shorthanded. So it's not even like one of those guys went in the game. Just say all the corners, everybody's playing, and – Employers out or hides out. Right. No, they were both out, and so it was it was tough in that way. You mentioned that about uh, not having Ed Oliver and not having Jordan Phillips. Those guys bring a physical presence to the defensive line, yep. and I thought there were times today where, in the limited time that the Dolphins had the ball, you really wanted to see. That. You know, Jordan Phillips would have made a play in this game. Hundred percent. And and it, they just they didn't really get that push. But the Dolphins, I mean, they had the ball for 20 minutes. They did give them credit. They scored 21 points. Seven of them, the Bills handed to them on the fumble. But um, they had one really impressive drive, I thought. And then the other one was good. But the one really impressive drive, and the Bills just couldn't. Um, It was the second drive. Yeah. Because the Bills forced the three and and out, I think, to start. Yep. And then they had a nice drive down the field. Yeah. Um, Josh Allen. Look, we got to grade him on the Josh Allen curve. Mm Mm-hmm. I think he does so many things to put himself in a position to not come through at the end of the game. If you're following what I'm saying, there's a lot of quarterbacks with those circumstances that wouldn't have even been in the game. He made some incredible plays today, moving out of pressure, getting the ball out of his hands. Uh, He put it up for grabs a lot, too. He was doing a little hero ball, Josh. Yep. But he kind of needed to in this game. They weren't getting the normal things. But I think the thing that he's it's going to bug him is, I mean, he had a 20-play drive that didn't result in a touchdown. Yep. Normally, the Bills find a way to get the ball in the end zone. They just didn't do it today. Yeah, I think it's a tale of two halves for me because in the first half, you still had Spencer Brown. You still had Van Roten in. You still had uh, Ryan Bates in. And I, I, Josh just looked so in control so even when it is a little chaotic he he was still that duck on the water like maybe his feet were going but you were just you felt like he knew where the chaos was coming from and his preparation he you know the the check and the audible to the McKenzie touchdown was phenomenal um but then I feel like when 
pieces started to fall apart. There were a couple of miscommunications, uh, mishandling of snaps. Yeah. One that led to the debacle at the end of that first half. We asked Josh about that because I think some people are going, did he try the fake spike play? Yeah. Josh said that he fumbled the snap for a second, so you can't spike it if you bobble the snap. It'd be intentional grounding. It would have been a 15-yard penalty a loss of down, and a 10-second runoff. It would have ended the half. So Josh just tried to go, okay, I'll just fling it out to Diggs and see what happens. Mike, you think he, he panicked a little bit, which he did. He he knew the rule, yes. but in that moment, he's got to just sail the ball over Diggs' head, throw it out of bounds. Again, that's hard to prepare for, but it cost him three points. You know, look at the little stuff. It cost him three points there. Tyler Bass, who's close to automatic, yeah. misses that short field goal badly. It really wasn't a good kick at all. And then you add to that, Gabe Davis doesn't catch the ball in the end zone when he should have had a touchdown. Matt Milano? And Matt Milano's got a, his second pick six in a row. Honestly, he's got one, and then he's dropped two since then. Yeah. I mean, is he working out with Tremaine Edmonds on catching the ball? <laughs> By the way, I liked the way Edmonds played today. I thought he was aggressive again. Yeah. Thought he was running. I mean, he had to make some plays, but. You know who I didn't well. really notice? I didn't really notice Vaughn. No, early on he had good pressure, and he blocked a pass, deflected a pass very early in the game. Then I didn't really notice him very much. But, again, the Dolphins only had the ball for 20 minutes. Yeah. They, only, they ran a, less than half the plays the Bills did on offense, so it was bad. So the reason I said that about grading Josh is a little bit of like we look at him this way. He put up empty passing numbers today. Not that he didn't make good plays, but, you know, he's usually really good at finding into the end zone. What I'm worried about is, so we see him after the game. He walks right by us. He's going with a staff member, and they're heading down towards what we think is the x-ray Correct. place. Had hurt his hand. Then he came back, and he was asked about it, and he said, it's okay, or I'm fine, or whatever phrase he used. And then he also said, um, it is what it is. I think he banged up that hand. I think it was hurting him. And I hope it's not just something he's got to play with because it, it, it's his throwing hand. It's interesting because the McKenzie pass on the second-to-last series was just such an uncharacteristic bad throw. Not right into close. the ground. No, yeah. Like, zero chance of completing that ball. And honestly, McKenzie's open in, in a good throw, a, a Josh Allen-like throw that we're used to. It's a touchdown. It's a touchdown. Yeah. Um, so, I know people were saying, oh, like, his hand was hurting him. He looked okay on the last drive. He, he, he did scramble and throw. Yeah. Um, but, again, I know you're a little more concerned. I, I don't think he goes to the podium after the game if it's anything – more serious. I, I hope I hope I'm just being a little paranoid here because and I'm not saying that something's gonna keep him out. I'm saying it's gonna be something that's gonna be bothering him. Um okay, so where are you with these guys? I mean we joke in the beginning they're frauds and you know, we know that's not the case. They lose to the Dolphins. Yeah. Where are they with the Dolphins? They lost to them, so right now the Dolphins are ahead of them. Where do you think they are with the Dolphins? Way better. Yeah. Uh, I, right? I mean I think this Dolphins team is a ten win wild card team. You said it best. This game felt on the opposite end of the extreme of the New England win game last year, where unusual circumstances, weather, weather 
literally a 120 degree difference and weird game where you had chances and didn't you know weren't able to capitalize right. them and he's at the best and the team the team that won walks away thinking they're they're great oh yeah and yeah the they Dolphins thought and that was great. in December yep that was in December this is you know this is September I mean I know everybody's upset. You're listening to this in the morning. You're upset. You're thinking about that game. They should have won, could have won. What did Vaughn say? I'm thinking we're going 17-0. and Yeah. You know, that's the way he's thinking. But when I look at it, I go, here's the plus side, Bills fans. You're going to get Poyer back. You're going to get Jordan Phillips back. You're going to get Ed Oliver back. You're going to eventually get Trey White back. You're going to get all those things added to this team. And when that's the case, they are a – superior team to yeah. the Dolphins. It's nice to know that at some point you're going to have an all-pro corner coming to help, your, right. to help your defense. To help on the defense and all. But on the offensive side, I think they'll be fine. That offensive line, it, those are circumstances. Like next week in Baltimore, it's not going to be 90 degrees and 100% humidity or whatever it was. Why is that, Mike? It's because we're in another part of the world here. It's also oh, because not Dan's going. not at the game. Yeah, Jenna's going to the game. Because when Dan goes – Weather follows. The hottest games, the coldest games. We go to Jacksonville, Florida. It pours like crazy. Well, actually, it wasn't too bad for the no, game. No, it was just cold. Yeah, it was cold in Jacksonville. It was warmer in Rochester. Um, that's the kind of thing I'm looking at. I'm saying to Bills fans, like, look, there's things to worry about. No Micah Hyde. Yeah. They're a little banged up. All those things. And you've now lost head-to-head to the Dolphins. Yeah. And you got to beat them the next time. And you got to make this comeback. But... Come on, they're a better team than the Dolphins. Yeah, I think I think Poyer and Morris coming back will be enough of a lift that they need to kind of, again, not let this injury bug that has bitten them turn into a slide and just make this a one game. Hey, weird game. We had our chances. We shot ourselves in the foot. Mother Nature tried to light us on fire and and just kind of move on yeah um my, my one last thing i was gonna what do you think about ken dorsey's oh game plan so it's funny when you lose it's easy to to go at certain things i i did not like some of the play calls he made and we've talked about this where people would jump on Dayball yeah. for this when they would run the ball yeah. But they were deep in their own territory, and he ran the same play to Zach Moss. Where give Moss credit, he did have the forty-some-odd-yard run, but for the most part, he's one and done, and that's not in a good way. Like he's not gaining yards when they're. And they did it two times in a row, put him in third and long, and then you get that play. And I, you guys have already seen the video of him just losing his mind at the end of the game, which he's in the booth, and there's a camera on you, but you know. I didn't think he had his best day today. Yeah. I agree. It's it's the first time that I think he's faced some adversity. Yeah. That not every button he pressed was the right one. And in fairness to him, again, third string center, whole right side of the line, you're trying to work around this stuff. And then every time we looked, somebody was in cramps and leaving the game. But but that was what I had said too. It was funny because Mike, we had talked about it on the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel. We had talked about it in our preview when we were on the beach, and I said, I think the coaches, because of the lack of starters, the coaches can have more of an impact, or they're going to have to. The coach. We, we looked at players are going to step up. The coaches needed to step up, and 
yeah, you're playing with not a full deck, but I, like you said, we just spent, you know, a couple minutes ago talking about how Leslie Frazier did such a great job in this defense, really held their own with everything else that they had going on against them. And I felt like, yeah, the offense, obviously Gabe Davis wasn't 100%. You had offensive line issues. They just, it didn't seem like Dorsey was able to adjust quickly enough on the fly. Yeah, and again, it's only his third game calling it. Things went very smoothly the first two. I think he'll be fine. Uh, you know, Brian Dayball goes to try to be 3-0. and uh, so, so I had a friend text me and say, tweet, Dable wins that game. <laughs> uh, I'm not going there. No, because he's Dor- Dorsey's done a good job. And it's, it's just funny the things that people were critical of with Dable. And, and it's fine. He was your coach. This guy's your coach. Like, I, also, I, you know, this is – I haven't seen – and this is a compliment, not an insult. No, this isn't a dig. This offense looks the same. Yeah. Like, it should. Well, that's what I'm saying. But everybody's like, oh, Ken Dorsey's going to put his, his his fingerprints all over this. Uh, it looks like the same deep, It looks like the same offense we watched for the last two years. Yeah. That's a good thing. It's so, a good thing. So, so it's a compliment it to Dorsey. It's also a compliment to Dave. And I'm sure they'll come up with some other stuff. And, all, and look, get these linemen back. Get all that back. Yeah. Last thing I want to talk about, and I should have said it earlier, I'm worried about the close game thing. You know, it's like this is six in a row, six straight losses of close games. And they've lost them all in different ways. I mean, you lost the Jacksonville game because I I still, again, I said to somebody today, I still think they're going to win last year's Jacksonville game. I cannot believe they lost to that clown and that awful team, but they did. But then you lose in Nashville where the defense starts to fade and then you get close and you lose in Tampa where you make a bunch of plays after a bad first half and then Brady hits the one and he beats you. You lose in Kansas City on the crazy game. It's all different ways. But it's, you know, Josh has got to be in the middle of it. Some of those games he's made fantastic plays. Yeah. You know, and then other ones it's going to come down to the quarterback. But are you concerned at all with the close game losses? I'm concerned that we're still having to have this discussion. It's one of those things that's like, you don't want to speak some things into existence. And it just kind of seems like, like you said, it, it's not just, Oh, the offense can't get it done or the defense can't, can't close out games. It's been a combination. It has been every single, which way the bills have, it's not found ways to lose. It's haven't been able to, to win these close ones. Right. And we asked Isaiah McKenzie about it, and he kind of was like, yeah. Uh, it was almost like he didn't even know how to answer it. Yeah. Like, um, Dawson Knox said the same thing. Like, it comes down to a play or two and all these things. It's just one of those things that I think we talked about right after the game, that it's like you're a really good golfer. You have a lot of top five finishes, but you've never won a tournament. And sometimes you lose because Some guy you miss a putt, than- but somebody else – runs in this like Rory losing in the open when yep. the other guy's just like making every putt. Yep. That can happen too. I don't think it's – I think the majority of those losses have all been on the road, right? They lost at – The New England game would be the only – Oh, the, the New weird, England – Weird win game. The weird game. Yeah, because otherwise it was at Tampa, at Tennessee, yeah. at Kansas City, and at Jacksonville. Oh, my God. I'm so over the state of Florida. Yeah. Um, as we're looking on TV and I see Brady, he had a facelift, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that thing is tightened up like a rubber band. 
Seriously. Yeah. I wonder if Giselle likes it. Well, who knows? Mention Brady again. Real quick, uh, we always talk about the food at the games, press box, uh, the difference between the two. So I went upstairs to the press box. They did a nice job. They were a little weird up there about the food. Was it air conditioned? It was actually, I got to be honest with you. Well, you were, it was so hot on the field. It got a little cool mm, in the, uh, I, I should have had a little sweater, a little jacket for the press box. I did have a cup of coffee, warmed me up a little bit yeah, before good. I came back good. out. Food was okay. They did this weird chicken and waffles thing for like, like the sort of pregame thing. Okay. And then they had empanadas. They were good. They were just a lot of bread. Yes. Yeah. Dry. Yeah. And then something else they had with did them. You, did you have ham croquettes? They had those next to them. That's, now, what, that's what we had in you there. You had those downstairs. We had those downstairs. Oh, so it was pretty. With a little, with a little uh, chimichurri? Yeah. Did you have key lime pie? No. no we had key lime pie upstairs mm-hmm. in these little cups. I don't know if somebody makes them. I'm not, I don't like love key lime yeah. pie, but I had it because I was in Florida. At that point, I was almost afraid to eat because I thought it would dehydrate me <laughs> <laughs> more. Well, I, don't worry. I had coffee up there to stay warm Good. during the game. Good. But it was, uh, yeah, it is fine. Oh, and by the way, there was a lot of Dolphins fans at the game. Bills fans are great. They travel. Stop the takeover. There's no takeover. Dolphins fans are awake now. That place was loud. They, it was loud, and it was There's a buzz. 90 some odd percent Dolphins fans. They were happy, that, you know, and Bills fans were great. And they cheer and, they, you know, you could hear them. But. And, again, and we, we, can, we can make the jokes, and, and, and I've done it as a Braves fan with yeah. the Mets in August, and I said, well, you won, the, you won the World Series. Like, Bills fans can sit there, and, unfortunately, Dolphins fans get to gloat. They get to brag. They, they earned it. But you will see them again, and it'll be a different game. Oh, yeah. Bills are the better team, just did not play like it today for multiple reasons. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, We're happy you're with us. We're happy you're here on this audio podcast. Again, we'll do an audio podcast version during the week and then after every game. So when you get up in the morning and maybe in Baltimore next Monday, you're getting up and you're all excited because the Bills took care of business. Or if they happen to lose and you want to hear our thoughts, oh just make gosh. sure wherever you find podcasts. Jimmy Garoppolo just pulled an Orlovsky. Oh, he went out of the back of the end zone, didn't he? He went Orlovsky. Wow. Oh, my Sorry. God. So you could tweet to your buddy Orlovsky, Jimmy Garoppolo is the most handsome quarterback to ever go out of the back <laughs> of the end zone. <laughs> yeah, he did. He definitely went out. Yeah, tough for them. All right. Please make sure to like comment give us a rating all those things uh jenna and i are heading down to baltimore next week so for jenna and dan i'm mike catalana thanks for being with us here on the buffalo plus podcast